Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you smartinized. Today's episode, can I have a word? I asked folks to write in with a one-word description of their politics. I wanted to see what people came up with, and if anybody's word matched mine, none of them did. But I got a lot of interesting responses. One from M.T. McPhee said, Anarchist. I wrote back that anarchy was one of those things that sounds good in theory, sort of like communism, but human nature makes it impractical. You can have a whole society of people that are behaving well, they're not hurting each other, they're not stealing each other's property, but all you need is one person, one person at the party who insists on dipping their ass in the punch bowl, and it ruins it for everybody. He writes back, Political anarchists support action. Since we live in the real world, too, we realize that some things need cooperation. For example, If it's decided that a road between Calgary and Edmonton would be a good idea, then somehow that idea would need to be acted upon. Probably the closest real-world model is the town hall meeting, where the attendees are the government. Bureaucrats need not apply. That sounds like a pretty good idea to me, because I think the closer government gets to the people, the more answerable it is, and the better it's going to be all the way around. I live in a small village, and... I can go and talk to the mayor anytime I want to. I can tell her what my concerns are. I can tell her what I think the village should do. But I can't do that on a state level, and I certainly can't do it on a federal level. He goes on to say that one of the reasons he calls himself an anarchist is he can't align himself with any of the existing political parties. I can understand that. And then he closes with this interesting insight. I don't even like the concept of political parties. As a Canadian, I stand in awe of the U.S. Constitution. What a superbly crafted document. Does it work? Nope, as far as I can tell. The reason? Political parties, as far as I can tell. I think that's a pretty good analysis of one of the biggest problems that we have in the United States. Brian Hughes writes one word, and only one word in his entire email, objective. Well, that sounds good, Brian, but if you can do it, you're a better man than I. I don't look at the government at all objectively. Personally, I always assume that what they're going to do is bad for us, and then take it from there. I had a voicemail that someone called in. That's at the uh, 206-203-4488 number, where you can call in and leave voicemail, and those messages then get forwarded to me via email. This is what the caller had to say. Dave, hi, this is Alice. Um, first time caller, but you've uh, used an email of mine before. Listen to your recent podcast, excellent work. Um, in answer to your question, the one politi- word that describes my personal politics is secularism. Well, you get no argument from me on that one. A secular government certainly would be better than what we have now, which is very much controlled by the religious right. If you take a look at the Christian Coalition's report card on Republicans, 80% of them have a 100% rating from them. And of the remaining 20%, most of them are in the 90th percentile, and some are in the 80th percentile. 
If we had a secular government like we're supposed to have, I think we'd all be a lot better off. She goes on to say, I want to give you kudos for your show. I enjoy it. It's never out enough for me. Um, hope you can do some more commercials for Skepticality. I love when they put those in. Also, um, I don't know if you like hits for other podcasts, but um, if you haven't heard of Infidel Guy, I suggest you check him out. He's got some interesting stuff over on his podcast. You can hook him up on iTunes if you got that, or he does have a website, uh, Google Infidel Guy, and you should pick him up. Keep up the great work, man. Take it easy. Bye. Well, thank you for the compliments. Skepticality hasn't been recording very much lately, and I'm hoping that when they do, I'll be doing some more bits for them. Those were always a lot of fun to do. As far as the infidel guy is concerned, I did hear that podcast when it first came out. I thought it was, quite frankly, I thought it was kind of boring and long and drawn out. So based on your recommendation, I downloaded some more recent ones, and I'm sorry, but I still think it's long and boring and drawn out and I can't recommend it, but you just did, so that's okay. Anyone who wants to check it out, please download it, check it out, see what you think. Make your own decision on it. The next email is from C.A. Sizemore. He says the closest thing to a single word is open source constitutionalist, but that's three words. I guess you can boil it down to open source, but that doesn't cover everything. I believe in the government's need to keep secrets, even from its citizens, but I believe that everything that can be should be open-sourced, and every secret should have a shelf life of only 50 years. Yeah, this sounds like a pretty good idea. I can't think of any secrets that need to be kept for longer than 50 years, and if the people doing things behind the scenes knew that it was going to be revealed in 50 years, that would certainly have a positive effect on what it is that they're doing. And this one, I found one of the most interesting ones. This is from Christina Burton. And she says, I have a couple of words I can think of that at least partially define what my overall politics are. Balance, progress, freedom, society. But I can't choose one, and I think it's because the first word, balance, pretty much keeps me from picking one goal. The older I get, the less black and white I see in the world, and it all becomes varying shades of gray. The words progress, freedom, and society are pretty fuzzy, pretty fuzzy concepts, frankly. Everybody has different ideas of what those things are, but balance, balance is a really good word. Balance is something that is sorely lacking. She goes on to detail it a little more. I think we all should have unlimited freedoms to do whatever the hell we want, but that should be balanced by the freedoms of others. I think we should strive to make progress in our laws and policies to bring about a better, more enlightened society, but that should be balanced by the time we need to adjust to change. That's a really good idea. We're, we get things slammed at us all the time, and no thought is given to the time that it takes for people to adjust to things. I think we should support individuals in their pursuits, but that should be balanced by the needs of society at large. So I think balance really is my word. I think balance is something we are lacking of in all aspects of politics, law, and culture. We're locked in a never-ending parade of extreme dichotomies, and there is hardly ever an individual who steps up and calls for balance. If they do, they are immediately shot down by the media and their peers as being weak and lacking conviction. Here's one from someone who says, anarcho-capitalist. 
I throw in my lot with libertarians, incidentally, if you'd rather count it as that. Anarcho-capitalism is essentially the purest form of libertarianism, or the most extreme and utopian, depending on who's doing the talking. So he's telling us that he's a big L libertarian. I myself am a small L libertarian, and that might actually make uh, for a good show, the difference between the two. One of the problems is that a lot of the big L libertarians are very intolerant of the small L libertarians, even though we agree with 95% of the dogma, but we have different ideas as to how to implement things. We're willing to do things gradually and take into account people's willingness to accept things. And I think one of the big problems that libertarians have is they spend way too much time comparing the sizes of their L's. Thanks, everyone, for sending in your letters. If I didn't get to yours, I apologize. And now it's time for my word. My word is choice. I'm pro-choice. Now, when you say pro-choice, people assume that you're talking about abortion, and indeed, I am pro-choice on that subject. But I'm also pro-choice on just about every other subject, too, because I think the more choices that you have, the more freedom that you have, and conversely, the fewer choices that you have, the more your freedom has been limited. You should have a choice of, and we talked about this in a previous show, where you send your kids to school and what kind of teachers they have. You should have a choice of where you live. You should have a choice of lifestyle decisions that you make. This is one reason you hear me rallying against the nannies all the time, because what they want to do is take away your choices, limit your choices, make sure that you make the same choices that they would. Money is a big part of choice. The more money you have, the more choices you have. And so every time that the government taxes away your earnings, they're also narrowing down some of your choices. So whenever you see a new rule, a new regulation, a new policy, a new idea, ask yourself, does this give me more choice or less choice? And that's it for this episode of the Quick Hits Podcast. If you've learned a little something, if you've changed your mind, or even if you can just understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations, you've been smartenized. The recommended podcast for this show is going to be the Penn Gillette Show. Penn Gillette of Penn & Teller is doing a radio show. And the Penn Gillette podcast is excerpts from that radio show. It's an hour-long show. Sometimes you get 10 minutes of it, 5 minutes of it. I just downloaded one that was 40 minutes long. You got most of the show there. Check it out. It's always fun to listen to. You guys are always fun to listen to, too, and I can listen to you directly if you call 206-203-4488. That's 206-203-HIT, or send me an email. The email address is hitman at davehit.com, and you can get the correct spelling and the MP3 tags of this file, or you can just go directly to davehit.com, that's spelled with two T's, and you'll find my email address all over the place there. The next show is going to be a bonus episode. Bonus episodes are where I answer your various emails and experiment with a little bit of stuff. One of the emails that I'm going to be answering, I think you're going to find uh, somewhat entertaining. 
And I would suggest if you are new to the show, go back and listen to the Reasonable Conclusions podcast because one of the characters that I slammed in that wrote in and we had a little, well, you'll see. We had a little conversation back and forth. I'm going to close off with one request. I'm not going to shill for votes on the various sites because that really is kind of a loser's game. Unless you're in the top 10 or the top 25, it really doesn't do anything to get more people listening. I'm going to ask everybody that's listening to this show to pick one person that you think will like it and expose them to it. You may have to give them a little lesson in what podcasts are and how they work. Show them how to download them. Show them how to subscribe. Just remember that the more people that are smartenized, the fewer stupid people you're going to have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. As always, never forget that the Quick Hits Podcast is nothing more than a journal of one man's opinion and therefore should not be taken too seriously. Seriously.